here. Welcome to the Data Podcast for Nerds, where we talk to amazing professionals and ask them all about how they use data to solve the world's problems. Basically highlighting some different job areas that you might not know that are data related. And of course, we include some fun bits because we're all nerds here and we love to have fun. So today with us, we have Jerson Mira. How are you doing, Jerson? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome on the show. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. So we tend to start off our show with understanding people's origin stories. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today in your career? Sure. So a little bit of my background. Um, actually, was born and raised in Ohio. I live here now in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, Career-wise, I started out as a uh, um, more like a you know banker, kind of more on the financial services side. And then I started noticing some of the trends going on with data specifically. Uh, so that kind of got me on the trend of wanting to be more of a financial analyst. And then I became an expense data analyst. Um, and during that time, I got a data analytics certification from uh, SCC here in Phoenix area. And uh, that led me to my current position as a systems analyst, which is a little more um, Excel and kind of SQL oriented. So. Awesome. So you, your job title right now is a systems analyst. So can you let us know what does that mean? Like what uh, roles and responsibilities do you have? Sure. So. A big role of mine um, is there's a lot of like QA testing that takes place. And so myself and another coworker primarily run through those testings, certify the testing, uh, make sure it works on a um, test environment with the intention of putting it into a production environment. Um, so a big thing that we're testing now um, is specifically with uh, bringing a little more of uh, self-checkout, things like that, at the position and role that I'm in. And so we're just going to make sure the data is good to go, The you know everything checks out, because once it's live, you know you can't just click a button and make it go back. Uh, so you got to fix it. And uh, that's that's probably the main objective of my of my role so far. All right. Yeah. So Again, what kind of data, like data sets, are you working with and how do you define data? Uh, data sets, honestly, it's a lot of like accounting data. So, um, you know, not the, it's, I'd say fancy-ish. I mean, I don't know. Um, I'd say the, yeah, it's more of accounting data. You know, we're we're at Circle K corporate, so it's like, convenience store data, things like that. Um, but primarily we're running, um, we're kind of running multiple days for a specific thing. And so whether it's Polar Pop, whether it's, uh, you know, candy bars, whether it's whatever, it's kind of like we're testing that specifically to make sure the deal goes through and so on and so forth. So what other, I guess, uh, problems are you solving with data, whether that be in your role or any other like projects, personal projects that you like to work on? What kind of problems do you like to solve? Um, so right now, the main thing for us is like, honestly, making sure that stores are, we call it polling. So P-O-L-L-I-N-G, uh, making sure that they're polling consistently. Um, so that way they're not out of 
out of sync, out of business day sync. Um, a little, again, a little more accounting oriented. However, um, I'd say for me, the role that I'm at isn't the most like, it's not necessarily fun. It's just a little more like IC support kind of thing. And like, mm -hmm. also we're still using data at the end of the day, but it's more like, okay, accounting has to close the books. How can we help them close the books quicker mm -hmm. with the use of SQL, Excel, you know, remoting into stores and polling. Uh, it's not like we're, I'm not like taking a virtual store and pretending like it's a full business day. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, being like, okay, if we put this sign, this is two for $4 instead of two for three, how much more or less do we sell of that product? Got um, it. Mm -hmm. it would be, and that's obviously a super oversimplified version of that because love the example ten, though. <laughs> <laughs> there's probably like a million other, um, you know, variables in there, but I actually <laughs> resonate with that. You mentioned like, oh, it's not, you know, anything bells and whistles. And yeah, kind of you, you get so, it. I think you had a role like that before too. Yeah. 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 Cause I come from an accounting background too. Okay, and I started right. I everything. That. Yeah. Right. I started my career in audit. So we, right. a, a lot of my background is in right. security right. risk and con uh, um, compliance. So Got security, it. risk, and compliance, it's a lot of, <laughs> yeah. you know, looking to make sure people are yes. following the rules and, yes. and all of that. So I totally understand the boring part, but you're <laughs> solving the world's problems, really. We're <laughs> yeah. making it safe. We are. We are. We're making companies safe, yeah. right? Yeah, that's true. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I have a brother-in-law in compliance, and it's like, I never really got into compliance, but mm -hmm. I totally get why he's necessary, and I totally get why it's like, you have to, someone has to do it and be a stickler yeah. and be like, wait, you guys are doing what? And it's like, you're the only one doing that. So we should probably look into it and make it like the right way. Cause if we don't, then, you know, everyone else is going to do it. So, okay. Got it. Absolutely. Yeah. And then right. there's like, no, nobody has documentation for what they're doing. And it's just kind of like the wild, wild west and, yeah. and all of that. And everyone has, Everyone has admin privileges for some reason. And you're just <laughs> yeah. like, as a security yeah. professional, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> yeah. I think documentation is like a sales professional worst nightmare word. When they, they're, they're like, what do you mean? I got the sale. And they're like, yeah, but did you document in Salesforce? And they're like, what's Salesforce? <laughs> and you're like, what's this thing that you put all the information? So we can, you know, get the person, we can re-up them on sales, we can get them again. So I get that. Exactly. Awesome. All right. So although you <laughs> okay. considered this the, the boring part, I actually yeah. had a lot of fun with that. Okay, um, cool. But I do see some Lego behind you. And yeah. I want to get into the fun bits, you know, the okay. official fun bits here. All right. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as, um, your hobby, you, you like to build Lego, but how does that interact with how you act or um, how does that influence you as a data professional and how does that make you a better analyst? Sure. That's a great question. <clears throat> um, I wish interview questions were like this. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> so, they're like a little bit about you and also how do you use it? And I'm like, that's fair. Um, 
so yeah, Lego is a big thing. It's a, a good part of my um, hobby because it's just fun to do. Like you don't, what I like about it is when you start like a corner or like, you know, a bag of a certain amount of Legos, you don't really see where it's going. And then you slowly build that piece and then X, Y, Z piece, and then it slowly comes together. Um, and sometimes what happens with Lego specifically is you'll think you're going in the right direction. And then you, there's that one tiny, tiny piece that you forgot about, or you put to the side thinking whatever. And then you realize it's like the face of the person or, you know, something like that. <laughs> um, but you don't really see it till the very end. And so when it comes to uh, the data side of things, um, you know, sometimes you learn the best from your mistakes or things crashing or whatever than you do when things are just fine and dandy. And so it's kind of like that uh, sometimes with uh, with data too, where, or with Lego, where, you know, you do so many and you follow, you just follow the instructions, who cares? I've already done this one, you know, put it to the side. And then you look up and you're like, oh, this looks nothing like I was supposed to build, you know? So <laughs> there are kind of some core fundamentals that take place in the data world as well. Um, and sometimes it can be super frustrating and other times you're like, oh, thank goodness for these rules and ways that we do it because otherwise it is kind of the wild, wild west of data. And so um, those those things are in place for a reason. And I guess Lego is kind of like that to some degree too. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what are your favorite things to build with Lego and how exactly does that like interface with like projects, data projects that you work on a little bit more? Sure. So some of my favorite Legos to build are like Star Wars specifically, because it's kind of like, it looks really fun, like from the outside and you're like, oh, sweet, I'm going to build this big, you know, starship or whatever um but there is sometimes it can almost be like i don't want to open the box because i know if i start i'm gonna want to finish it <laughs> and uh my wife actually has to like slow it down or like be like hey it's okay like you you can spread over a couple days it doesn't have to get done all at once and i'm like why would I open it to not finish it? So, That's hilarious. Uh, I literally have an unopened box over there. Yeah. I have this fish tank and I'm like, okay, I can't open it because I don't have enough time to finish all of it yet. So I'm just going to wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it can kind of feel like that with data projects where you're like, man, why can't I just get from A to Z as quickly as possible and mm -hmm. kind of feel like almost you, what it was like when you were first learning data and doing kind of those projects off of you know uh udemy and things like that where it's like okay for this lesson we're going to build this whole project and you're like sweet it's just me and the professor and we'll get it done you know as quickly or as slowly as i want to do it however in the real world there's admins and there's other teams involved and there's other people and so um sometimes someone has to be the one to be like hey did we everything looks fine but did we look at this side of it or that side and you're like in your head, you want to say, you know, who cares? We like move on, but ideally they have, they, they brought it up for a reason and they're experts in that side of it. So you have to take that into consideration and be like, okay, you know, this department brought that up because this doesn't work or that doesn't work. And so 
until we get everything moving, then we can, you know, move on to the next thing. So um, it's kind of like borderline project management and there are project managers obviously for a reason. Um, but sometimes it's like, you got to slow some people down. You got to speed some other people up. So it's, <laughs> it's a give and take for sure. Yeah. Well, well, I'm just wondering what would a project manager on a Lego project look like? Is that your wife telling you to open up the box and start working on it? Yeah, I guess so. It's like <laughs> once or being like, Hey, let's, yeah, let's look at this piece again and see like if it looks good or if we can make a, is there a better piece we can use, I guess. Right. <laughs> Yeah. What happens when you build something and then you have an extra piece? What do you do? That's a great question. I have times where I just keep it in the box, like knock on wood for my initial reaction is definitely like, okay, did I misstep somewhere? Um, I'm not the kind of person that's going to like go from page 100 and like slowly go back to page one just for one piece. That's kind okay. of a lot. Um, but, uh, I think for me, I have enough confidence that it's like, okay, it looks fine the way it is. I'm fine. But I think they intentionally, they intentionally, um, find that people will have a piece or two missing on the way to the end. Mm. So it's almost like they're anticipating someone misplacing a piece. And that's why <laughs> if you don't misplace a piece on the way to the end, you have extra, but if you mm -hmm. don't have extra, I guess in theory you misplace a piece, so it's it's a, it's a conundrum. It's a conundrum because you're like, wait, I finished. I have extra pieces. Why do I have extra pieces? But then if you don't have extra pieces, you're like, I guess I did it perfectly. I don't know. So yeah, that's, a very that's really interesting. To, <laughs> no, I'm. <laughs> Exactly. I'm just trying yeah. to think about like when you're when you're running an analysis, right? And you have yeah. just this weird anomaly. Like how much mm -hmm. do you go into trying mm -hmm. to figure out that anomaly or you just is it a complete outlier and you just get rid of it? Right? It's kind of like that that's same fair. concept I was thinking of. That's a great. Yeah, no, that's a great analogy for sure. Yeah. Interesting. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So my next question for you, you mentioned Udemy or Udacity. I forget which one. Regardless. Udemy, yeah, Coursera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my question is, how do you like to learn new things if there's something brand new that you want to learn? Do you go to those different MOOC uh, course resources or what other ways do you like to learn? Um, I know it's going to sound a little more traditional, I suppose, but in an ideal world, I like to learn more hands-on with a, you know, professor or some sort of professional surround around. Um, just because for me, like, it's a quick affirmation if I'm doing it right or wrong. I know that may come off as like, oh, I just want a, a gold star for the day or I want, <laughs> I want, you know, my professor to be like, okay, good job, next thing, good job, you know, and I always need somebody to be like over my shoulder, but... Mm -hmm. The way that I see it is like, if this person's been in the field for X number of years, why would I not take advantage of that and ask and definitely be like, I'm the kind of person or student that it's like, okay, I know this is what we're going for and I did it, but these are my follow-up questions. These are the things that I, and I've got, I definitely have had a handful of times where professors like, 
hold on to that question. We'll get there. Hold on. You know, and they do that with me. Mm-hmm. And it's because I kind of know where they're going, leading up to, but I already want to get there. So I'm like, okay, cool. We, we did that. But what about this? What about that? And they're like, hold on, let's listen. Like, we'll get there. I swear. So for me, that's more, that's probably the best route. I'd say sometimes it's a little more, um, you know, funds, but it's, I think if you go to community college, you take advantage of things like that. Like you're, we're very fortunate to be in the Maricopa County um, community college scene because there's just so much available out there. And, you know, as professionals, learning professionals, I think that's one of the best routes to go. Unless you're, I think you have a master's, but some people go full on master, which, you know, awesome too. Uh, But for me, that's probably been one of the best ways. And, um, Mm -hmm. I still utilize YouTube, Udemy, Coursera, stuff like that when like I kind of want a little more. Um, but personally, I think for me, that's been one of the best things uh, or ways of learning for sure. So Yeah. Yeah, I have with my accounting background, I got my CPA uh, certification oh, nice. and I chose to go to a full live class to right. get that done rather than going online. Just because to your point, you get to ask the professor questions. Right. You understand like uh, you get experience and mm-hmm. um, there are different analogies. I really like that because then it solidifies it more um, if mm-hmm. you can really relate to it, I think. Well, and two, like I think the office hours is something that we all love to talk about. And the professor's like, don't forget my office hours. And you're yes. like, okay, no problem. Like one thirty-five to one forty-five on Tuesday, I will be there. Don't you worry. And it's like the most awkward time sometimes, but if you can make that happen or like prioritize that, it will like, I've been to some office hours where it's blown my mind or like, I'm sure there's times where I went from a certain grade to like a much higher grade just because of that office hour. Cause I'm like, I understand this a little bit, but if I go there and just don't feel as embarrassed to ask questions or whatever, then like it, it just makes the world's difference. So um, I think that's something that perhaps Udemy or Coursera may or may not have. I'm not sure. I don't know if that's a feature that you're going to add eventually. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like they're a little, personally, I feel like they're a little more sales driven than they are like as much conceptually you know, there for you, I suppose, um, in my opinion, but you know, they're businesses at the end of the day. And, um, so they got to keep it flowing. Um, but I think as a, as a teacher, I mean, sure they're there for a paycheck too, but I think there's like a little bit more where they kind of want to, you know, get you to the right place if they can. And sometimes that takes more time than just a quick Coursera course or Udemy course. So. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, great tip about going and utilizing office hours or utilizing networking or utilizing right. anything that you can utilize, right? Just be that resourceful type of person um, and that will enhance your learning 100%, 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I have just one last story about that because some of that office hour stuff with my most recent professor with a data analytics course for Excel specifically that not only led to me getting to know her better and like why we're doing what we're doing, but I recently spoke at a, an alum uh, event, like I think two, three weeks ago now. And I think one of the reasons for that was 
I went to I went to her. I was telling her like, hey, I'm working at this place, but this is where I want to get to. How do I get there? How do I like utilize what we're learning now to brand myself to look better? And you know, it led me to a better um, opportunity now. And she saw that. She looked at my LinkedIn. And she was like, oh wow, you're a perfect candidate for this alum event because you not only got the certification that I, you know, am the chair of, but you literally got a, you know, an opportunity pretty shortly after. So that, that alone is like a great example for me, at least, um, or motivation to like, to, you know, um, network and to, to know that it does, you know, come back if, if you want it, if you put in the effort, um, momentarily. So absolutely yeah. <laughs> great example that's awesome yeah, not bad not bad <laughs> <laughs> do you have any other final words of encouragement or recommendations for the listeners yeah oh man um i'm sure there's a, like it's been said a million times or different ways but just like Honestly, just I, I personally feel like believe in yourself, use your skill set. Um, we we all learn like we're all trying to learn the same skills. We're all trying to get better at what we do. So like really try to look at yourself and see what distinguishes you amongst your other you know candidates or amongst other people. Um, a lot of times that comes down to personality traits. It comes down to how you sell yourself, you know how you use your star star, you know, at situation, task, action, result examples. Um, and honestly, just like, don't be afraid to get creative and, and, and use maybe something that seems mundane as a way to be like, okay, there was something there. Like, how can I pull it out of there to create, you know, a star situation out of it or something that comes off better? Because for me, I came out of a not a traditional route necessarily into data. And some people have that privilege of going that way. And now there's data analytics or business analytics, like degrees, let alone, you know, certifications and all that. So just don't, don't get, um, don't get lost in that and just keep, keep finding your, uh, your light, I guess, to, to shine out there. So. Love it. That's all I got. <laughs> my, that's my Disney quote of the day. Well, yeah. if any of the listeners have any follow-up questions, where can they find and or follow you? Yeah, so I have a LinkedIn. Um, I think just look up my name, Jerson Mira. Knock on wood, I'm like the only Jerson Mira I think on LinkedIn right now. <laughs> um, and yeah, that that will probably be the best way to follow me, I'd say right there. All right. Sounds good. Well, Jerson, thank you so much again for coming on the show. It was a pleasure getting to talk with you and learn more about Lego and how it relates to data. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Monica. Appreciate it. Thank you. And as always, folks, happy learning.